Oh, it's only a, a sound thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. Just about to, Here's the thing. I thought he was about to film me saying this, but I guess it's just a, a vocal thing. So I'm going to make it really good. I'm going to make sound effects, voice effects, all this. Listen. <clears throat> And you're listening to Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome to Marking Out episode 452. This is a podcast. We are on a podcast application that like Apple, Stitcher, all that stuff. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, Instagram.com slash marking out eleven. Also, uh merchandise, pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out. Email us marking out one at gmail. Dot com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter on his dormant account at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am wonderful. I have my coffee. This is weird recording at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> but we're going to blast through this because we put out three podcasts this week, and I'm sick and tired of podcasting. Actually, there I'm you not. go. Uh, I'm not, but... Uh, we're here, Brandon. Also, you can follow on Twitter at bttg161. Brandon, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome as always. Brandon, what'd you do this week? I went to see Carrie Underwood, Madison Square Garden. Uh, it was a pretty good concert. And I also went to Comic Con, which was very tiring. I mentioned that on the AEW podcast, the Wednesday Night War podcast. Excuse me, but yeah, we uh, really hope that you guys enjoyed the. Uh, the launch of this new show that we'll be doing weeklies on Thursday. Uh, if Dave's here, that if Dave is going to be on it, that's awesome. If Dave's not on it, I mean, I would love to have Dave on every podcast that we possibly can. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what else, Brandon? That's about it. I'm just uh, I'm kind of disappointed with the way Comic-Con was, with the uh, fact that it's just, I think it's too crowded. I couldn't get into any panel, uh, and nobody knew where anything was. And yeah, I think it's we'll, just—I think it's gotten too big for the Javits Center. Maybe it needs to be a Madison Square Garden. I don't even—that's probably a downgrade, but yeah, that may be smaller. Because they—they—they sure. they, they renovated the Javits Center for like the past two years, and they knocked a big chunk of the Javits Center off. I believe it's yeah. no longer there, so I don't know I, what's going on there. But it's—you're selling too many badges. They. They had Thursday badges still on sale. It's supposed to be like the lax, the cool, chill day, mm-hmm. whatever. Bumper to bumper, ridiculous. Well, that's every all these all these comic. It gimmicks. didn't used to be like that. I missed 2008 so much. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? How about your week? I, I worked. That's all I did. Let's get. And I spoke about what I've done earlier in the week on the one-off podcast, the, the Disney Experience. You can listen to that in the archives, as they like to say on the other podcasts. <laughs> but it's premiere week. It's premiere week for us. Oh, it's premiere dog. week in the WWE. And let's start off on Monday with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which, by the way, <laughs> I've quite enjoyed your guys' take on that while I was absent because we don't care <laughs> what, what does that that's mean? it no I mean, you, care. you cared care. enough to say it yeah i know but we're not gonna sh- stress our voices well i mean i don't think either of you can do it i don't think right? you could do a mantra i got that joel austin mentality you say you gotta... I, I sound more like crusty the clown after a night of dr- boozing that's every day for Krusty the Clown. <laughs> but anyway, very true. Premier wise, you know, WWE has told us that they're going to start blowing off all the stops, and they did so this week. Brand new set. What did you guys think of the set? Loved uh, it. Well, I thought it was. Great. I thought it was awesome. I the the the, the fact that it like is just, it's like one thing, like this the the walkway and the entranceway. I thought it was so cool. You know, especially with all the lights in the background and pyro. We got pyro, ladies and back, ladies and gentlemen, which I think is spectacular. But yeah. the, the the entrance stage looks like a half pipe. 
Okay, is, cool. It's very, I don't know, it's very strange I, to me. I, it's going to take, like, a lot for me to get used to it. I, I think, uh, I don't know, I just, I'm not a big fan of this set. Yeah, I, I noticed the same thing when I first saw it. I kind of thought that it was a half-pipe-ish thing, and I was just like, that would be kind of cool if Darby Allen uh, did a little move off of there, even though Darby so, Allen's not with Someone tweeted that to us. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I thought and- that would... Like, for some reason, that kind of went into my mind. But I dug it. I thought it was cool. It did look a little bit house show-ish to me, Which though. Which, that makes no sense, because live events don't look anything like that. Like, the way that the entrance... All. The way that... Well, no. The way that the uh, the little entrance... Uh, the entrance that they actually... That little hole, that gap... I like looks, that. Entrance. It looked randomly in there. That entrance, that, like, the little... The, the just being there, I think is cool, because it kind of... I mean... We've probably seen that. Madison Square Garden kind of reminds me of that. Anybody here? Maybe. No. no. Well, but uh, anyway, anyway they, the entrance stage, somebody was complaining, says it makes it feel more like Disney on Ice than a Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, have you ever been to Disney on Ice? It looks nothing. I was like, Disney on Ice looks more like the old school Raw then. <laughs> I don't know. People are like complaining this. for the sake to complain. Exactly. I liked it. And the reason why I liked it one thing that I particularly liked was they start to show off Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio, how they had all of his masks, and then they reversed it on the bottom. I, I thought that was so cool. That I didn't I like. Also, I know I'm going forward too, but with Bobby Roode's entrance, they gave that little like blue light behind him as he came out. That worked awesome. I, I, didn't, it was I didn't like that Rey Mysterio part. And like that was like, oh, no, I really hope they didn't just like be lazy with everyone else's graphic and just have it flip for everyone else. But luckily I don't think it was, I think that was just a one-off, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we have a new commentary team led by led by Vic Joseph. I think. Yes. I Vic don't Joseph, know any Dion Madden and Jerry Lawler. Yeah, yeah. The only person I know on this commentary team is Lawler and Dio Madden. Like that came out of complete left field when they announced that, because he'd only done like a like a few two oh five live dates. Yeah, but I feel like on the show itself on Raw, they started getting into their own through the show. I feel like there was a couple, there was a bunch of nerves at the beginning of the show, in my opinion. And then once the show started going on, they started getting into more of a rhythm. Well, I, but, I, we've seen Vic Joseph do two oh five and other like pay per views and stuff, I believe. And Dio Madden, I think, just did the the recent pay per view for the two oh five live match. But from the start, I thought he was very good. Yeah, I, over, I, I think that it was done really, really well. Um, and I like Vic and King. There was no like signs of like like Jr. isms. You know, is that bad to say? I don't know. Like there was no, uh, it, there was no like aged. About. Well, because Jim Ross is not. Jim Ross anymore. Yeah. Well, also one of the things that I really liked is the return to of Pyro. Yes. We have Pyro on the stage again. Uh, it was we saw... funny to the, the people that got Pyro and the people that didn't get Pyro. Uh, if Billy Ray said it on Busted Open this week, it was very telling. Yeah. Well, someone who got Pyro was right from the start. Uh, Seth Rollins. He didn't Seth come Rollins? out first though. Who you came start out first? You started off the show first with Rey Mysterio coming out talking about his match with with um, Seth with Rollins. Seth Rollins that because they put big matches on. You know, it's the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. You have to do that. Um, and then he was interrupted by Brock Lesnar, which I thought everybody got a huge pop. And Brock just decimated not only him but also Dominic as well. He ripped so- him over the barricade and just decimated him. He did. It was funny because like. That when he was doing that to Dominic, it was kind of very reminiscent of when he did it to Rey Mysterio in like two thousand three ish. Yeah. On SmackDown. And I was like, Oh what? snap, he did that to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um big uh, big words coming from Brock Lesnar beating up on Rey Mysterio, beating up on Dominic, yeah, you know, they, later in the night, a backstage promo with to, Brock. Yeah, they, they both got Yeah, yeah. they both got sent to the hospital. They both got sent to the hospital, but later in the night, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman with a backstage promo saying, you know, hyping SmackDown up for Friday, you know, saying that they were going to beat uh, Kofi Kingston. So, all right, cool. Uh, women's action coming up. We had a bunch of women's action coming up, more specifically these women's title feuds. You know, you had a big match with Sasha Banks picking up the victory over Alexa Bliss. Then afterwards, Becky Lynch comes out, well, and then you have commentary for the whole thing. 
Yeah, and she, I liked her. She was like, yep, I got this fancy blazer. I'm here to go. We got the season premiere. I, I didn't like the end of this match, though. Where, Why? Because uh, it was like Sasha Banks, like, come on, Bailey, 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 and, like, Bliss turns away, and it was... Sasha Banks kicks her, and that was it. That was literally, it was like a little kick to the calf. And that uh, kept her down for the three count. Maybe that's her weak point, you know? Like Which the I, they, the I, think they, I think afterwards they were like, oh, uh, the injured leg or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I, that, I don't know, that didn't do it for me. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, it, it didn't really sell me on the point, but whatever. Especially since she's a, a champion. Yeah. But Becky uh, came to the ring afterwards. They brawled, and uh, Sasha Banks escaped. This uh, then led Sasha Banks to cut in a very heartfelt promo, you know, cutting off Maria later in the night, uh, after revealing that Rusev was not the father. Which so, uh, this that that her like ru- like randomly coming into the the scene and grabbing the mic, that reminded me kind of of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I know we're not like era. supposed and- to say that, but that's. It was very reminiscent of something like that that would happen back then. And you could see the passion. You know, me and Dave spoke about it a couple weeks ago about how, like, you know, with that whole Sasha Banks documentary, how, like, you know, we, we thought, like, you know, WrestleMania, she didn't have it. Now she's got it, and she's, like, you know, she's ready to go. Yeah, so. the, pas- the passion is definitely back in her. You could see the passion in her. Um, and I, I think that this is a – it's refreshing to see Sasha Banks back in the WWE in general – uh, I feel like the Divas division, sorry, women's division, was la- was beginning to lack because the Becky Lynch kind of storyline, it could drag on a little bit. So to, for Sasha Banks to be back in the fold, I feel like it's just, it's nice. Absolutely. Uh, next up you had, you know, they, they advertised all of these huge matches. They made a raw tag team match with Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler picking up the victory over Heavy Machinery. I like the fact that they gave Heavy Machinery the spot. This was easily uh, my favorite match on Raw. Really? Yeah. I, just, uh, and, he- heavy Machinery uh, is just so entertaining. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think Otis is Otis is the best part. I liked when Otis hit the uh, the double caterpillar on Ziggler and Rude. And yeah, even, that was even cool the match. the end of it when they were going to do their fit their tag finisher and like uh, and Otis ran to the or uh, Tucker ran to the ropes and Ziggler came out of nowhere and hit the zigzag. Yeah, I was actually surprised by that because I was expecting Heavy Machinery to actually pick up the victory and be uh, new tag team champs. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. I do agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I don't know who's taking those titles from them. Yeah, I don't know it's either. It's such a random pairing that... Well, we know that Vince McMahon doesn't like tag team wrestling, so... Well, that's there you show. go. Um, Miz, you know, they, they brought out the stars this week for... Monday uh, for Monday Night Raw and also for SmackDown, they advertised Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan for Monday Night Raw in a Miz TV segment that we didn't realize what was going on. Oh, a bunch of back, and we realized that then you realize that there's another Crown Jewel coming up oh, on oh, Halloween oh. this year. Um, so they announced the match. It's going to be Team Hogan versus Team Flair, um, and this uh, event and I mean this segment kind of set up the. Ladder match. I mean, set up the uh, the captain's work. It so. was an awkward segment. I don't really it, let him like kind of Rick go Flair. Rick Flair was cutting a heel promo on the crowd at one point. Yeah, it seemed like it was all over the place, and it seemed like they didn't really know which direction to go to with Flair and Hogan. And then those damn fans cheering for a one more match between Hogan and Flair in 2019. Are you kidding me? Why I not? wouldn't be a hell no no i no no hell no i almost gave myself more editing to do there's <laughs> no there's no i can't even no there's no well, the good, way you would be into that match there's no well, way the good news the good news is is you won't have to see that because as chris may mention oh, it's a captain's on. match you know they're and both working it flair, flair and hogan will not be competing in this match it seems they're definitely going to be getting involved not competing but definitely yeah they're not involved, they're but... they're the coach they're the coaches on the outside of the ring i don't even you but... know hogan, you know hogan's gonna hit a leg drop a hundred percent but i don't even think hogan did i don't remember hearing hogan say my first pick brother no i well he did um seth rollins music i feel like just hit and he came yeah out. i think I think that their segment was going a little bit over, so they kind of had to cue Seth Rollins because there's that one moment where uh, 
Ric Flair was almost stepping over the Miz's lines. So I feel like it just you could tell that it was just disorganized. So them cueing Seth Rollins to come out was kind of the moment of, okay, let's get back on, like, let's restart this right now. But and, Seth and Rollins, as I made mention to before, came out to py- uh, Pyro, which we haven't seen in a long time. And I'm very excited. I'm very happy that they have the Pyro back. And yeah. Then, you, uh, you had Pyro for Alexa Bliss, which I thought was yeah, cool. Which I didn't, I didn't like initially notice that. Yeah. had Pyro for Brock Lesnar, obviously, because it's Brock Lesnar. I thought his was awesome. Yeah. But Brock always had Pyro, like after. Obviously not in the no pyro era, but I like and I like Becky Lynch's uh, thing too. Yeah, she got all like the the fast rushing uh, whatever it was mm-hmm. theme. Yeah, like she used to have in uh, NXT. Yeah, I, yeah, but uh, yeah. So Flair picks his first person, that being Randy Orton. Obviously, with the background that they have. Yeah, and then uh, King Corbin ran down. Embrace <laughs> his uh, chair broke. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, King Corbin ran down and uh, interrupted it, and so did Rusev. Made the save. Yeah, Rusev like now a baby face. Like, Very... <laughs> Vince McMahon's like that's a powerful mustache. And then Rusev Rusev demanded a uh, universal championship match out of Seth Rollins for making the save. So yeah, that which I mean, which the main event, which makes sense because you know they they touted this big match between Rey Mysterio and. Uh, Seth Rollins for the Universal title, and now it's like not happening because he got sent to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rusev stepped in, and he got himself a he got himself a match. Makes you wonder if uh, somebody's going to defeat Rollins, and then Rey Mysterio comes in as number one contender to defeat them. Ooh, you think you think uh, the Fiends at Hell in a Cell defeats? Uh... Ah, no, I don't think well, that because I don't think that because of things that happened on SmackDown. But let's get back to this. It was kind of universe- weird that like. Orton and Rollins were going to have that match right then and there, and everything just went to shambles. Because, yeah, it was like Rollins Rollins had three matches, essentially, scheduled for Raw. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but this all led into the main event of the evening where you had Rollins taking on Randy Orton. Um, I mean, the match itself. I mean, Rollins taking on Rusev. Oh, yeah, Rollins taking on Rusev. But the match itself didn't really do anything for me. No, it didn't. The, the, there was nothing to that match. The whole thing, I forgot everything in that match segment because, first of all, before the match airs, we have the Firefly Funhouse that airs. And then yep. after that, you have the freaking limousine pull up, and we're supposed to assume who's in there, given yeah. that during this match, during this freaking match, Bobby freaking Lashley returns. <laughs> My jaw drops, and I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, was he in the limo? I guess he had to have been. Yeah, it, it had and to have been. And he awkwardly stands there pointing, stops, pointing, stops, pointing. And then Lana's music hits, and she comes out, and they start making out. And it was one of the weirdest things. I don't, I never wanted to see any of that. It was the weirdest thing that they forced us to watch for, like, five minutes. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. I think that the entire somebody missed their cueing on that. Corbin, they did not Corbin hit and Orton were there laughing. Yeah, somebody did not hit their hit Lana's theme song on time on cue. I, I don't and think no no no. Made, I think made, I think they might have hit it on cue, but no, it was I think, I no that, it was on cue. No because it was on cue, but it was muted. Hold on. Because her theme I, was in the middle of her theme when she came out. No, I think that that was all botched over, and then it just the entire makeout scene it was over and over. It felt like forever, and it was just it didn't have to happen. And then it led into the fiend attacking Seth Rollins, which just it was just a random. I mean, you would think that it would end on Lana Lashley, but then to have the fiend come in, I feel like including the fiend was a little bit of overkill. It was literally feel- my least favorite appearance of the fiend we've ever seen. Yeah, I feel like the Fiend appearing was the overkill moment of Raw, where I we did not have to end it like that. I don't think the Lashley Lana had to take place. The Fiend would have been fine, but to include him at the end, it's just like, oh, and we have two we have two minutes left. Let's just squeeze him in there. It's like, uh, I yeah. feel like though over the past couple of weeks, I feel like the, I and I and I've said I've made my praises about the Fiend. I feel like they're kind of overkilling it with the Fiend. 
Yeah. And the same then the same thing doing over and over again. I feel like we've seen seen this before. Like with other things and people are like, Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing the same thing again but because it's the fiends they are, you know, people are like, all right, let's see the fiend. That's fine. I feel like they, they kind of have to do him a little bit more methodically as, like, not have him on, have a Firefly Funhouse, don't have him on, and then, like, to end this off, instead, like, maybe not have had the fiend on last week doing the same exact thing. Well, they're kind of doing to show him once. They're kind of doing what you, because originally you said the opposite. Originally you said that you wanted to see the fiend on every episode now, ever since that. Uh, the challenge of Hell in a Cell a few weeks ago. Yeah. But now that they're going with that, I it, they need that uh, just as smart usage, and it's not really smart usage right now. It's just it just usage doesn't make for sense. Usage. It doesn't make yeah, sense to attack Rollins every single week. Like, how are we like? Because I I have to assume Rollins is going over on Sunday. I don't know, but it's usage for usage. But hey, at least we got SmackDown though. Yeah, and SmackDown, Smackdown, new, uh, brand new entrance stage, kind of reminiscent. Well, not really reminiscent. It to me, it looks it like something that Space Mountain. <laughs> really? Well, well, like the, the, when the, you go through, yeah. The stage itself, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of something that like WCW would have if they were around in 2019. But they're yeah, they're now using yeah. they're now using lasers too, which like I think at a concert lasers can be cool, but at wrestling, for me, it kind of seems amateurish why does it seem amateurish it just because that just like looks like an indie show would have that i don't know all the other star-studded stuff that they have you think it looks amateurish just the one thing of lasers and then all the cgi effects that they're using like you know i hate that regardless i love that and i thought i thought that in the women's match you know okay i'll let me go back because you know we said the stars we're out yeah. for this. You know, yeah. this is the thing on major t- television, and you started off hot and kind of given the rub here. You it have was... Becky Lynch come out. Well, I was okay, going to say go. there was a thirty-minute kickoff show, which like had a blue carpet. Stone Cold was advertised for this, and Sting oh my god, and, and, and... wasn't there. No, it well, was that, weird because they were only. I don't know if Steve Austin was even on the the blue carpet, but like Goldberg and Sting were advertised, and they were only on like the kickoff show. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that aspect because why advertise stone cold and then not have stone cold appear. That's, I mean, I, he did the, like he did a little snippet, a uh, pre-recorded snippet, but that was it. I, I, the inclusion of gold, like if you're going to announce them, announce them to appear in front of the audience as like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon opened the show to welcome everybody, I guess, to a new era on Fox. And, uh, that, that goes away. They have the brand new entrance video, all the pyro and et cetera, et cetera. I think this stage is like completely a show. I I like show. I like the intro video. It really was reminiscent of like NFL, Fox NFL and That's stuff like that. That's what I kind of disliked about it. Okay. Well, I don't they're like... It, they're trying to make it a sports-like yeah, vibe. Exactly. Which, again, by the way, we discussed this on the uh, Wednesday Night War show with the whole injury report. We have a weekly injury report now. Good. For NXT. And that, to me, is like the – it's bizarre. I don't know. I, I did think I was watching like ESPN The Ocho. But, <laughs> you know, nice. I, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm not mad by it. I, even I, I even it. seeing like other like sport commercials, it's like, I don't, it's so weird, but like on the kickoff show, even they, they were like touting, like Fox was touting. We have the Indy 500, this, 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 we have SmackDown live and the Super Bowl. So yes, it's pretty big for them to put that before the Super Bowl, but I don't care about football. Well, I care about of, football. Yeah, a lot of other people do, and this yeah. is huge but if for I'm, WWE. I, I don't know. If I'm watching, this isn't this isn't Brandon's SmackDown. This hold is, on, this yeah, this is for everyone. And let's not forget the big thing is that WWE is a publicly traded stock company. Yep, absolutely. And they and they tout this all the time, Dave. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I agree with you 110. percent yeah, no, it's it's publicly traded. This is a great business move. I don't know. If I'm Regardless watching of, wrestling, I want to watch wrestling. I don't want to watch football commercials and baseball all right, so commercials. There, so then there is plenty other things for you to watch out there. Yeah, like there's, there's 
Yeah, D, not even DVR, but there's so much other wrestling out there. If you don't like, if you don't like SmackDown Live, no, because, I didn't say I don't like SmackDown Live. I said I don't like the inclusion of sports like that. I, I, what I the one thing that I think has to be adjusted though are they started including like Aaron Andrews, the Fox personalities. So the good thing is that they are including them because these are Aaron Andrews and all these people are prominent people in the sports industry. Yeah, but we don't but know now if that's going to be that, a weekly thing. Hold on. But now that the only thing that has to be changed is if they do because if they are a weekly thing, they have to act more instead of being straight up real because they're so used to being themselves on TV with the sport sporting events. They are um, they are themselves. So you're acting straight up and real when they have like people like the New Day come out. You have to kind of sell it a little bit more overact a little bit more excite like just expand your personality a little bit instead of being so straightforward to the point interviewing. Absolutely. I agree 110% with you, Dave. And let's continue on with this opening promo that happened with Becky Lynch. Baron Corbin then comes out, and then both of them, I feel, got the huge rub with The Rock. You know, The Rock coming out smack-talking Baron, King Corbin, sorry. And then, you know, him and Becky getting the upper hand on Baron. So this is that's huge, A, because The Rock's back. The Rock's a great one. The Rock's people's champion. Not only that, like, side note, my mom... Like I was, t- I had a phone conversation with my mom a couple of days beforehand, and she's and she's like, she's like, oh, did you see The Rock's gonna be on SmackDown? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I explained to her they're going on Fox. It's huge. They're bringing out everybody. She goes, I think I'm gonna DVR it. So again, you know, my mom doesn't watch wrestling, but she is that casual fit. She, you know, she knows her son does a podcast and you know, kind of lives it. That but she's she's gonna watch it now. Yeah, and she's, she's not the wrestling fan. You know, and then, like, let's say they see some, let's see, they, is Hell's Kitchen still a thing on Fox? Yeah. Okay, not let's yet, say. Not now, right now, but. I don't well, Let's say in a couple weeks before the season premiere of uh, Hell's Kitchen, they're going to throw a lower third graphic down there for Hell's Kitchen. Are you going to get mad about no, that? No, because Hell's Kitchen's awesome. <laughs> I know. Some people think Hell's Kitchen is terrible. This is going to see people. I don't know, I don't know who's Fox, thinking Fox that. spent a million dollars, a billion dollars to acquire SmackDown. You know, they could put on whatever they want. Nothing for nothing. I'd rather any convention. They can do that. Nothing for nothing. I'd rather anything be advertised on a WWE event than Chrisley knows best. (laughs) So there you go. If if on Raw you have Chrisley knows best being advertised on the bottom of the screen, very very constantly. So to have a sporting event or Hell's Kitchen, I will take that over Chrisley knows best. So all in all, this segment I thought was super hot. Um, was you, awesome. had, you had Baron Corbin go to square up with The Rock. He gets punched. They go back and forth between The Rock and Becky Lynch. She hits her leg drop. He goes, hits the people's elbow, uh, eventually hits The Rock bottom. I The only thing, it's like it's a weird double oh. segment here for me where it's like I really liked it, but I also don't understand starting off your show, your your. SmackDown rostered to show with two Raw superstars and someone who's not on WWE. I think that is coming next week. I I think, yeah, I think it's necessary to start it off like this because, as Chris just mentioned, the draft is happening next week, so who knows who's going to be drafted. But that's what, like, am I to believe now that, like, Becky and Corbin are switching to SmackDown? Like, I I could 100% a hundred percent who my man you're gonna put all of your eggs in one big basket and that big basket is fox (laughs) i feel like becky is a hundred percent moving she's probably gonna drop the title to sasha banks and then move over to smackdown all right but overall i think that it's important as chris just mentioned as well uh putting everything in the basket i think that this is on fox's debut you bring out everyone i don't care if you're on raw or smackdown or nxt whatever 205 you bring out your 205 there Whoever, and they canceled 205 Live after the... Who, uh, yeah. Whoever that whoever, the, whoever the fans want to see, you bring them out. And who, no, but not, important, not importantly, not just the fans. Whoever Fox wants to see. Exactly. I heard Fox requested Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna. <laughs> um, but no, Becky Lynch started off... Be- Becky Lynch started off with SmackDown, and the, the, the crowd went crazy for Becky Lynch kicking it off. Which I is like, huge, that's like a huge draw. And then that goes into Baron Cor- uh, King Corbin, someone that the fans totally hate, that everybody can get around to hate. There's nobody else on that roster that everybody and simultaneously I, I agree with you. hates. 
So you have Becky Lynch coming out, who comes out to a huge ovation. You have Baron Corbin come out to everybody booing him. So right off, you're showing new fans, okay, so there's people to cheer and there's people to boo. And then you bring out The Rock, a legend of the sport, and the crowd goes crazy. Not even, but uh, again, The Rock transcends professional wrestling. Exactly. You know, he's he, one of the biggest Hollywood stars. Yeah. Bringing it all into he, one sec. It's it was a perfect segment. I I was even surprised that The Rock and Becky Lynch at times pushed the limits. I uh, I would think in their promo, uh, laying out even King Corbin's potential new uh, nickname STD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what, was, I, what did STD stand for though? Super. Super trendy dude. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Because are, are you saying he's a super trendy dude? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Aaron Corbin, you're an STD. But I thought it was very pushy. Yeah, of course, very there were testicle pushy. talk. That's, that's, yeah. you got to include that. Absolutely. But overall, great opening promo, in my opinion. The Rock, can I, just, I believe, can I just has... say something? Yeah. Can I just say something? I love this banter. This is the type of banter on this show yeah. that I love. This... Because we're having a constructive oh. conversation, and we're not just talking about food that reading. I thought we're you wrestling. I'm so jacked up right now. I thought you were talking about the banter between The Rock, Corbin, and Becky. No, I'm talking about this. Like this is the stuff on this show that I love. We're getting heated about wrestling, but we're p- being constructive about wrestling. None and of us are great. heated. Well, you and my are, but... wife is staring at me. I'm in, in my Florida room right now because I didn't fold my socks the proper way before I put them in the laundry. Oh, uh, what? come on. You should know better. I know. I should, right? What you, wait, wait. What does that mean? You didn't fold your socks before putting them in the laundry. My socks are usually always inside out. Yeah, but uh, how, what does that matter? Like, if your sock that gets washed regardless, which is now to ProWrestlingTees.com slash mark it out. You could sew right. our uh, shirts into a, a sock if you'd like. But I, yeah, I think the, the, the Rock just uh, got announced. He has a show on... Uh, on Disney Plus coming, so he's at, like, the top. Like, there's, like, nobody higher than The Rock to be on SmackDown. I know. Okay. Uh, let's, all right. First let's, match let's get up, let's get of the, the evening. Yep. We had let's the four horsewomen square off in a tag match. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, to my surprise, even though it shouldn't be surprised, uh, defeated the Boston Hug Connection, which I feel is not a name that gets used enough anymore. Because they're heels. Yeah, maybe they're, yeah, they're probably, they may be moving away from it. Uh, I popped big time because uh, I thought this match was great. Sasha Banks and Bailey were wearing their matching mashup takeover Brooklyn one gear again. Yeah, I I'm I, I, I popped because Charlotte Flair actually hit the moonsault. No, it's not a damn moonsault. <laughs> they call that every time that a moonsault, and it's not a it's not a moonsault. It's not a damn moonsault. She what lands would you call on. It? It's like a reverse flipping senton elbow. <laughs> it's not a moonsault. 100% that's not a anyway, moonsault. Io Shirai does a moonsault. That's not a moonsault. Okay, anyway, though, this match I thought was outstanding. Um, I like uh, Sasha Banks getting hit, knocked open the hard way, which stunk. But still, hey, listen, and Dude, your, your baby face is going open. Was that from the reverse flipping senton elbow? <laughs> Who knows, I, but I... But once again, but as this, uh, but SmackDown kicking off with Becky Lynch and SmackDown also kicking off the first match being the four four horsewomen match. Yeah, yeah that's big, a big, that's a big, big spot. Which I, on the the blue carpet, I could swear to God, Ric Flair was about to cry when he was being interviewed with Charlotte over that. But mm-hmm. uh, then we went into a Firefly Funhouse segment, which was. Not- uh, I would say you can kind of blend this into the whole next match. It was a champion versus champion match that never happens because you have a Firefly Funhouse segment in which but Rambling Rabbit's alive again. That's literally, <laughs> I think this might be my favorite Firefly Funhouse segment ever. Well, I like the fact that they had to like introduce everybody. Yeah, which you know, I thought was like, very oh, nice, hey, a, a nice thing to do for SmackDown, a brand new crowd maybe, but a brand new network at least. But big time pop, Ramblin' Rabbit is is dressed like Seth Rollins. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. He goes, oh, Ramblin' Rabbit, I didn't know you were such a big Seth Rollins fan. Let's put you in a Hell in a Cell <laughs> match. Which, I, I don't know if that's like a, a sign of things to come, the, the, the cage that they used for this segment where uh, Mercy tore him to bits and shreds was red. 
We got a yeah. lot of complaints last year about the red hell in a cell. I don't the know. The Frank's red hot hell in a cell? I have to assume it's going to be red again this year. Yeah, I, that's I a know. good That's a good thing to bring up. I know a um, lot of people complained saying that they couldn't, when they were actually there, they couldn't see through it. I feel like Rambling Rabbit is becoming like the Kenny of the TV show. Like, he well, keeps on getting obviously. destroyed, but he's going to keep on coming back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as Chris said, there was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus Nakamura here. It was a no contest because the Fiend's music hits and Rollins runs all the way up the entrance ramp for some reason and (laughs) gets attacked. It's kind of showing you here, like, you can tell. I mean, I guess they're trying to do some sort of, like, hey, listen, you know, Seth Rollins is completely and utterly relatable to us. Because he's scared of things, but he's, like, deathly afraid of the Fiend. It's crazy. Yeah, we um, haven't seen uh, Seth Rollins in this manner of, like, cowering in ever. In the first time in forever. Yeah, he could yeah. slay a beast, but he can't tame a Fiend. Well, the Fiend threw Seth Rollins off of the stage as well, which the camera didn't really cut, uh, catch. Because, because the stage isn't that high, I don't think. Ah. Also, this segment was kind of weird because you had Hogan and Flair there uh, ringside, which they the only like showing of them was them like scurrying to get to seats, which was, was super weird. They came out during commercial break, but it's like it intertwines with that that crown jewel storyline. Which, yeah. But again, yeah, but I, if, they're, if they're... you're going to advertise Hogan and Flair, like that's literally that's all they did was like Hulk Hogan was a commercial break. Yeah, it was a commercial break. Break. I don't even think that there was a nameplate over either one of them. Um, you just had Hogan's theme song, and you see them walking to their seats, like pretty much at their seats already, not even wait, acknowledging the camera at all. It was just very um, random, it felt. And it's very strange because, like, Raw 20s, Raw's 20th anniversary, I felt, was, like, a lot more than this, than what we got here. In, in like in re, in the regards to like past people coming back, um, I don't think you needed people to come back though. Yeah, I don't you know. have I, you have you have The Rock. I think The Rock is the only person that you really need to come back for this SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, he got the word added to a dictionary. There you yeah. go. Next matchup, just... you had Kevin Owens take on and defeat Shane McMahon in a ladder match, which leaves Shane McMahon fired. And I like the fact that she, that uh, Kevin Owens uh, got to tell him he was fired. Yeah, that was a nice little moment. Where did um, Shane I thought go? it was a good match, too. Where did Shane go? Yeah. Shane goes to Raw. But, like, no, but he's wow. fired. Wow. I'm watching. I have SmackDown on the background. The, the pyro that Seth Rollins got was crazy. But Shane was fired from WWE, not just SmackDown. Now they're going to play some storyline where he has to come back. Maybe Shane McMahon sees Kevin Owens. Well, what what happens if Kevin – that the only time – like, of course, you keep Shane McMahon off TV for a while. But Kevin Owens ends up bringing back Shane McMahon as, like, a surprise kind of a deal. Like, maybe Kevin Owens needs a tag team partner and he brings back Shane McMahon because of his mutual respect that he ended up gaining for Shane McMahon. He, he didn't gain any respect. He hit him with a stunner after firing him. Hey, give it time. Hey, listen. After I'm everything that Shane, Shane McMahon put Kevin Owens through, I'm about it. Do you think yeah. Shane uh, is all in? No. Yes. No, I was totally joking. He appeared on WCW. He'll appear on AEW next week. In a turtleneck outside Imagine. in the heat. I don't – I the one thing I hated, which was very noticeable here, is how WWE, I guess, now has to work with the FCC. And they have to mute the crowd when the crowd chants uh, bad words. Oh, yeah, really? Which leads that... which leads the commentary to be the same uh, height, the the same level of sound that we've been having. Kind of sounds like a you know when like those test commentaries, like commercial break commentators and stuff, get leaked. Maybe no. Well, they they have like leaked commentary from like Vince and the production truck and Michael Cole and stuff. And that's what it reminded me of. It was very strange. I don't like that at all. And it was like a lot. It happened a lot during this and a lot during the main event. But up next was a super random tag team match. You had Braun Strowman teaming up with The Miz and Heavy Machinery to take on and defeat AJ Styles. 
Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. It was one of those just matches. Everybody in there. Yeah, it was one of those like quick finisher type of matches. Everybody hits their move. Oddly enough, Braun Strowman during the match like teased Tyson Fury on the outside, and uh, afterwards Tyson Fury hopped the barricade, and they like worked a shoot. You think this is WrestleMania this year? Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman in a boxing match? <sighs> oh, I hope not. Please, no. Well, in in Brawl for All, they're bringing it back, guys. So right. I had right. no idea who Tyson Fury was. Apparently, I live under a rock and people watch boxing. But uh, apparently, he's he like... He does have a cool name. He sounds like... he Like, his name sounds like he would be in a Tekken game. Well, apparently, he's the boxer right now. I don't know. So it Never was a big thing for... I'm not... Him. I don't watch... Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, WWE, he... he, he Got a, an invite to Monday Night Raw for an open mic. So if that teaches you anything, kids, if you hop the barricade, you get invited to talk. On, hey, on you Monday never Night know. Raw. Keep on having, hopping those barricades. Yeah, yeah um, 24-7 title is something we haven't really spoke about a lot, uh, a lot, but it was uh, shown in full force as we have a new 24-7 champion, and that's had, Marshmallow. Had a new. Had yeah, a new, he like sorry. fell onto Carmella by mishap or whatever and wins it. And then I hated Every the fact... Every stream falling on Carmella. <laughs> I hated the fact, which... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I hated the fact that Michael Cole goes... And if you want to see who the new champion is, go to YouTube and check it out. Like, why uh, should we CDP have to... It's seeding people to go to the YouTube channel. But it's like, why are we going to have to do the work to see who the new champion is? Like, it's supposed to be like... A, it's not a, an internet championship. Yeah, but you will... It's a TV. Yeah, so I went, I checked it out, and uh, Marshmallow was, like, running around back. It was a very strange segment because it was just, like, all you heard was, like, footsteps. And I guess Marshmallow can't speak under there. I don't know what he specifically – we we did have to – all cards on the table, we did have to Google him to see what specifically he is in 2019. Um, but it was, he was in a car or no, he was going to his car. He opens the door, smacks his head. He can't get in because he's got a giant marshmallow gimmick on his head. And our truth <laughs> is in the car, gets out wearing a marshmallow mask, same sort of gimmick. And a Mrs. Marshmallow comes from behind wearing the same sort of gimmick, but she had lipstick makes the pin. Uh, they take off their mask to reveal it's our truth and Carmella. So Carmella is again the 24-7 champion. Carmella, two-time, uh, two-time. Which I thought was really funny. R-Truth announced her as Marshmella. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the redeeming quality of that segment for me. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, next... so it's very interesting 24-7 championship uh, lineage. Yeah, it's... Uh, it... You have to go back and see where where it all comes out. I want out. I want Nakamura's entrance is nuts. Oh, yeah, you're watching I that right now. You. Yeah, I'm watching the background. I watched it like so, but then there's Sami Zayn, there's Mojo Raleigh. I mean, Sami Zayn jumping around. Which did you see hilarious. that? Hilarious. Yes. Fox, <laughs> you didn't see one it, of the Fox it, channels. Yeah, one of the Fox channels interviewed Mojo Raleigh, but they put his lower third as Sami Zayn. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's very like. It's if you don't know wrestling. And you happen to see, like, oh, I this know, guy again, looks like Sam we went back to We went back to last week, I think, when me and Dave spoke about it, with Braun Strowman, I mean, with uh, Rey Mysterio being oh. at the Vikings game. They're like, oh, oh yeah. look at this little guy in his cosplay outfit. Yeah. So, um, all right, but, let's, let's – But, let's, yeah, uh, I, want, I yeah. want, like, huge names. Now that they're on Fox, I want, like, huge names to – I want, like, <laughs> WWE inclusion in the Super Bowl. I want Elias to cut Lopez and – Shakira off. <laughs> All right, calm down, Mark. I want to be entertained, pal. All right, so anyway, uh, next up you had Roman Reigns defeating Eric Rowan in a lumberjack match. Uh, post-match, you have Daniel Bryan. They have a match going into Hell in a Cell, go in the ring, and uh, shake Roman Reigns' hand. So do you think this is just a big swerve? Or do you well, think, I don't uh, know. I don't think so because, the. I mean, you had all the Lumberjacks ringside. Daniel Bryan was on commentary. Luke Harper comes out during it, and Daniel Bryan goes, no, hell no. And goes to stop Luke Harper. Meanwhile, Luke Harper is still taking out like all the the uh, the lumberjacks. Roman Reigns finally jumps out, takes them all out, and it ends up with the four of them in the ring. And Daniel Bryan takes out Luke Harper, takes out or goes to almost get taken out by Rowan, and and Roman Reigns makes the save there. 
and that that's the end of the match. So I don't think I don't know if it's like I don't think Daniel Bryan's gonna be like psych. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I I buy it. I buy it completely. I think that it's it's Daniel Bryan's face turn. I liked uh, Rowan power bombing Ali onto Roman Reigns at one point too. Nice. Yeah. It was that was overall it was a very good segment. Uh, I don't know. Normally it's like a kind of jumbled mess there, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a good hype for the the pay per view, yeah. for a, a, a lower card match. But yeah. uh, the main event very unfortunate. We had ten minutes. Well, kind of unfortunate, but we had ten minutes worth of SmackDown left, and I'm like, okay, ten minutes is fine for Brock Lesnar to. To win the title. Do his thing, yeah. Which, by the time, by this point in time of SmackDown, I was like, oh my god, it's almost 10 o'clock. I want, I was, I wanted another hour of this. I was quite enjoying. No, what do you stop it? Stop I was it. very You're much so enjoying or... SmackDown. I don't, yeah, don't like, put, don't put that in any Fox's. No, I want, worse. I want four hour SmackDowns. Let's get that hashtag trend. You are ruining it for everyone. No, stop I it. want three hours. If you're going to cancel 205 Live on like short no. notice like that, I want, no. I want. Three hours, no, five hours. You, so none of this I gets want nine up. hours of SmackDown. No. Fox, I want a Macy's Day Parade of just SmackDown. Fine, you'll That's get NBC, it. NBC, I think. Brock Lesnar defeats Kofi Kingston in eight seconds. Was it eight I seconds? It. Yeah. It was, I don't know, Dave. Well, it's the, uh, Kate, Cage Match Dave, what, do you, what, what did it say? <laughs> I'm sorry? You oh, always do, What's that? I didn't look. Oh, okay, whatever. I but anyway, I like think it was eight seconds. seconds. But yeah, eight seconds will do it as well. Kofi Kingston right off the bat fires away at Brock Lesnar, gets scooped up into the F5. One, two, three. That's the NBC logo. But uh <laughs> I, I I was I think that the entire crowd, I like that they did this because you saw the entire crowd's reactions. So if you're a new fan or a new person passing through Fox and you see the crowd reaction, you don't see a crowd reaction like that in in any other sport. Um, so you see this, like the, you see that front row reacting to this kind of a upset, not upset victory. And I feel like it was, it was cool. I, I'm fine with Lesnar doing that to Kofi. It kind of sucks, but on the other hand, I get it. Yeah. It, it was disappointing in the fact that Kofi Kingston's title reign might not have been like the greatest title reign, but like the buildup was one of the best buildups to a WWE Championship match we've ever seen. As yeah. compared, as comparable to Daniel Bryan's buildup. Um, yeah. But aftermath, it's like you think, oh, it's Fox and SmackDown. There's been some CM Punk ramblings, rumblings. I mean. And uh, for uh, an FS1 show where it's like I won't be dealing with WWE, it would be Fox. It's like maybe uh, we're like you want a big pop to end the night. Who uh, who could possibly be the a bigger pop than CM Punk? There. Yeah, but it was huge. You had Rey Mysterio interrupt Brock Lesnar with, with Dominic. No, 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 no. Oh no, not Dominic. Big, oh, bigger Dominic. Because everyone here, everyone on Twitter—not everyone, but a majority of Twitter—was like, "Oh my God, it's Dominic!" I'm like, "It's." I I cursed when this happened. I gave it holy a holy s. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was not expecting Cain Velasquez at all. I know. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think anybody was. Even though they they had like those like news sites like, "Oh, Cain Velasquez in talks with WWE for Brock Lesnar," blah blah blah. But uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. I popped big time. I was a big fan of this, and uh, he came into the ring and just tore apart Brock Lesnar. Yeah, hit him with a like a legit double leg takedown and started going to town on him. And I forgot, I totally forgot that Cain Velasquez defeated Brock Lesnar in the UFC for Brock Lesnar's UFC championship. So this yeah. is this is and Brandon saw him wrestle a month ago. I'm not sorry, even, not even a month ago. It was what September twenty something, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember the date anymore. Yeah. So we know he has a wrestling background. Know, we know he September. has MMA MMA background. You know, this is going to be huge. See, what I mean, sucks, though, he, is I don't see them letting him do the Lucha stuff that he was doing in in, in AAA. Never, never know. And, Especially, dude, to top it off, apparently, uh, Cain Velasquez doesn't have a contract with WWE and is might still be in talks with AEW. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. That would be crazy. That would be insane. Like, what? But Cain... <laughs> 
I mean, Kane, Kane is, he defeated Brock Lesnar by TKO in the first round. Just nailing, rocking Brock with punches. In, no, within... but imagine, imagine the pop he gets. They're about to have this thing. Brock Lesnar shoots him off the ropes. He goes to, like, set up, and then Kane Velasquez gives him a Hurricane Rana. You know how big of a pop that's going to be? Or People dude, are going not nuts even, for that. Not even that. He could just, like, Brock could shoot him off the ropes. He could do the, uh, the handspring. The handspring. What does he do? Like a handspring cutter. Oh, the lethal injection. It's like... It's like, dude, I, is Kane Velasquez like the next WWE champion? I mean, earlier this year, Kane was ranked in the top 10 of heavy, uh, UFC heavyweights. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I think uh, this was an outstanding first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Also, if, uh, if he wants to maybe wear his mask and WWE.com can sell the mask, I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to it. Yes. So, um, <laughs> thumbs up to SmackDown. Next week is going to be a lot of fun as well because we have more Raw, we have more SmackDown, we have more AW, we have more NXT. We have have the draft. We have the draft starts next Friday, so that's yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So we'll get you know we'll get get all the all the cross promotion we could possibly get going forward. Uh, But until next week, Brandon, no 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 no, no, what? There's a pay per view this Sunday. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, let's let's blow through this. Taking place in Sacramento, California, at the Golden One Center. Uh, We have very few matches announced for this. Yeah, only four of them. Very Uh, very strange. Yeah, women's championship on the line. Bailey defending against Flair. I'm gonna go with the Bailey on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bailey as well. I'm gonna say Bailey due to Sasha Banks interference. Wait, but yeah, but what if? Mm. Nope, I'm not changing. Sasha Banks is on her side. I'm with Chris on this. Bailey's winning, and it's not a hell on a sale. So, yeah, yeah. I'll say Bailey. Uh, we have a tag team match: Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns teaming up to take on Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Got to see Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns win this. I have to assume that's going to be the outcome. I'm gonna, I agree. I'm gonna just. For fun, go with Rowan and Harper picking up the victory. How are there only four matches announced for this pay-per-view? You know there's going to be a bunch more added onto it. Uh, there's going to be at least like four or five added onto this. There's going to be a 24-7 match. Four, I love that it's only four right now. For the WWE Raw Women's Championship, we have a Hell in a Cell match. Becky Lynch, the champion, defending it against the contender, Sasha Banks, the boss. I'm going with the blueprint, Sasha Banks. Matt Morgan, Larry, get it right. No, she's the blueprint now. <laughs> no, she's the boss. She so. literally goes by the blueprint. Well, I'm going with Banks on this one. I'm going to go Becky just to be different. There you go. All right. Uh, in a main event of the evening, Universal Championship on the line in a hell in a cell. Rollins defending against the Fiend. I'm going to go with a... Oh. I'm, I'm saying Seth Rollins. Go, I'm gonna go no contest. Yeah, but no contest. How? Like what? How does that? I mean, mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be your last match on the card. Yeah, I'm gonna then I'm I'm gonna go unless hold on unless we see a WWE Championship match added Sunday tomorrow with Kane Velasquez. Dude, that's something. There's already a cage there. There's already a cage there. No, no, it's Rollins. I'm gonna okay. So if I have to pick, I'm gonna go Rollins with the. It was Rollins is gonna win, but he's not gonna pin him. He's not gonna. There's going to be. Uh, there's no the other way for. Get there's no he's other way for get, Rollins to win. He's it's not going to get pinned or submission. submitted. He's walking out as. Then it's no contest. I'm not picking. So okay, you have so a no contest. Of, yeah, I'm going no contest. How does that happen though? What does that happen? I don't know. We'll figure it out. What about you, Chris? I'm going to say no contest also. There you go. Wow. All right. right. So that's the hell of rambling rabbit interferes. I'm saying Seth Rollins. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. So I be Yeah, that's wrong. our four matches for uh, heck in a sec. Um and yeah, so now uh Brandon, can we do shout outs? This is Miss Piggy, and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shout outs. Jody Benson and Paige O'Hara are getting the first shout out. They are the voices of Princess Ariel and uh, from the Little Mermaid and Princess Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Did you get your uh, Funko Pop signed by them? I no, I don't have Funko Pops, and the reason why I didn't buy a Funko Pop of of either of them was because Bell, the the Bell that I like is the Peasant Bell, and it says Peasant Bell on it, and it's I think that's the dumbest thing. I just it should just say Bell, 
Okay. So I just got solid 8x10s from both of them signed, but it was really cool because they took, both of them took the time with like, with everybody asking you questions to kind of make it feel worth it to have met them. Okay. So I thought that was really cool because we've met some people at Comic-Con that just like push you in and out. And there weren't any, like, there was no Comic-Con security there this year. So that was like, that was extra nice. Not having to be like, oh, get it along, kid. Move along, kid. But uh, next up goes to Amy Joe Johnson and Johnny Young Bosch. Did you Uh, get those Funko Pops signed by them? I did. They get me one step closer to completing my signed Funko Pop collection of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, which includes Alpha. Uh, I just need one more the uh, the alternate Pink Ranger, Catherine Sutherland, who is the, uh, the the second Pink Ranger, is my last one that I need. I got one. Well, of the ones that are living, at least. But there you go. One heck of a collection there, Larry. Yeah, and it was really cool to meet them. They're both part of my childhood. So I mean, obviously, the first two shoutouts are part of my childhood too, as well as the next two. Shout outs. The last one's going to Kel Mitchell and Mick Foley. I got my copy of Good Burger signed by Kel. And uh, I'm also one step closer to completing my Boy Meets World signed photo because I had Will Friedle sign it last year. And uh, I had Mick Foley sign it this year, which uh, just missing Matthew Lawrence. Very cool. And you, you was, mentioned Mick Foley told you something very special. Yeah, he laughed and he goes, you know, this is the very first piece of Boy Meets World uh, memorabilia that I've ever signed. I was like, yeah, I think, well, I mean, I saw you were going to be here. Will Friedell, I had it last year. He goes, oh, it's really cool. They gave me a signed cast photo, blah, blah, blah. It was cool meeting Mick again. It's always cool. Awesome. All right. Brandon's shoutouts were great. And now it's time for our... our. Right, our marked out moment of the week. I have four ish, I think. Uh, mark out moment <laughs> of the week for me was Cain Velasquez. Yeah, I think I could say the same. Cain Velasquez as well. Well, for me, you got the uh, Storm Collectibles Jushin Liger figure that they showed off recently. Oh, that was sick. Uh, absolutely a thing of beauty. And the Pentagon um, wanted. Also, I watched, you know, the, are you familiar with NPR's Tiny Desk concerts? No. So NPR has a segment on YouTube or whatever, or not YouTube, wherever it airs. And the Jonas Brothers performed on it this week. And they had, what was that? It was me screaming like a little girl. Oh. And (laughs) they had Joe Jonas, they were like playing like random instruments on one of the songs. And he breaks out this button that he pressed throughout the whole song. And it was of Jim Duggan saying, ho. Nice. It was the most. Like what? (laughs) the staples easy button yeah i was like the weirdest thing i don't know what it was but i'm like i was weirded out by it but whatever pop for it uh also the fact that jerry lawler was shown off for wwe 2k20 uh i i big time pop for that also io shirai is new tony storm uh tomaso champa and xbox is back so oh yeah and i marked that for finn valor but i said that on, on uh NXT, yeah also, there's like yeah. a weird Ice Palace thing that's like, I guess, part of the original packs that oh, uh, looks like there's I, snow I'm, on the ground. Yeah, I marked out for uh, AEW this week. Yeah, I, yeah, wasn't on the show, I wasn't on the show with you guys on Wednesday, but I marked out or Thursday, but I, I marked out for watching for the reminiscent of bringing back when we were younger, being able to switch between TNA and USA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I TNA. I, Personally, I didn't get to watch until the replay, so I didn't, didn't get to enjoy that too much, only just the beginning. But getting being able to do that and then also watching, I love the replay. I love being able to do that. I know it's probably just a one-and-done deal, but that gave me an ability to watch it. But I marked out for AEW. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's not a one-and-done. I, I think WCW used to have replays later on in the night, I believe. Damn. Yeah. So that is uh... – Mark it out 452. It's time to get on with our days because we have a heck of a day. Brand's got to go to Comic Con for the 17th time. No, 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 no. I'm done. Yeah, no, you're not done. I All right. Am, but... All right. Anyway, Facebook.com slash Markinad, Twitter.com slash Markinad, YouTube.com slash Markinad11, Instagram.com slash Markinad11, Markinad1 at gmail.com. We have a website, Markinad.com, and 
ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Me on Twitter is Chris Dog. Dave on Twitter is Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And Brandon is BTTG161. And Shave Man's about to go coast to coast. Off the... He totally missed. Best of luck to your... Oh, man. We got to do it all together. We wish you the... The... Best, best of luck in your future endeavors. Bye.